This episode of the Main Event Talk podcast is brought to you by Richard's Billiards. Hey, you guys got nothing to do tonight? Want to go out and go have yourself a couple of drinks and go shoot some pool, have yourself a good time? Well, Richard's Billiards is the place for you. Come over and check out some of their awesome drink specials. Go ahead and, you know, get a chance to play some of their pool tables and everything. Of course, mess around with their awesome jukebox, as the main event has done on many, many occasions. They have some awesome badass um drink specials they have actually some daily drink specials especially uh, uh, on certain times especially on mondays when you go over there on a monday between 7 p.m to 11 p.m is the only time you ever get this special now on mondays i know they have dollar lone stars and uh let's see dollar lone stars and dollar natural lights they actually have natural lights over there which is fucking crazy and they also have uh i think two dollar three dollar jacks i think i could be wrong i know they have uh i think I think it's either $2 or $3 um, Fireball and Jaegers. I think that's on a Tuesday or Wednesday. I could be wrong, but it's one of those days. But nonetheless, if you guys want to go out and have yourself a good time, if you want to check out some great NFL action, if you want to check out some UFC action or boxing action or any kind of action in particular, Richard's Billiards is definitely the place for you. And also, you can also show up over there and check out some of their awesome shows because they have... They got several shows that are going to be happening within the next couple of months. Actually, until next year, to be exact. They got several great events that are going to be happening around January and February and March. And I think they have one set up for April as well. The main event will make that announcement when the time is right. Richard's Billiards. Welcome to the new era. And speaking of Richard's Billiards, I know that there's a lot of people that have been anticipating this episode of the Main Event Talk because welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the newest episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. And I'm sure that everyone is anticipating, especially everyone that went over to the show this past Saturday night, gets an opportunity to hear this podcast for the very first time. My name is Furman Tortoise, a.k.a. the main event player, a.k.a. the Super Sea Kid, the God among gods, the King among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. And I know this podcast is a bit late because normally I would go ahead and display it on a Saturday. <sighs> Funny story, though. Uh, I was originally supposed to have done this on a Saturday. I was going to actually try to do it in the morning, but I couldn't do it. You know, because I, I had, let's just say I had some delays, you know, coming into this whole ridiculous deal. And one delay in particular, uh, because I was going to try and do it in the morning. I had some house cleaning I had to do. I had to, you know, do some stuff around the house and stuff, get it out of the way. And then I realized it was already like five, six o'clock in the afternoon. And I was already, you know, going to get dressed up, going to get ready and everything else like that. I was going to try and do my podcast as soon as possible. And then right when I was about to finish, because I was right in the middle of, and I'm being honest here, I'm, I'm doing this podcast and I'm right in the middle of um, trying to get something out of the way. And all of a sudden, my podcast got cut off because of uh, a certain best friend of mine who called me right in the middle of the podcast. And it had to cut off right there. And I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. That would be Mark Anthony Pantoja. Yes, I, I've mentioned your name on this podcast. <laughs> uh, my plan, uh, uh, just to give you an idea, on this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast, obviously we got to talk about the twisted Christmas that took place uh, Saturday night over at Richard's Billiards, the reunion of a lifetime 
With Shadow of the Giants, they came on and they were on display, not just at Richard's Billiards, but they were also displayed live on my own Facebook page and so forth and everything. There was a lot of good performances that took place on Saturday night over at Richard's Billiards. Obviously, we got to talk about that. And then also, we've got to talk about AEW Dynamite. We've got to talk about that as well. Especially, it took place over in Corpus Christi, Texas. But because everyone is still talking about what happened. Not, you know, not just that whole ridiculous ending to the AEW Dynamite, but also what happened afterwards. And believe me, I think that was just a little bit more worse than what everybody else has been talking about. Okay, so let's get rid- get right into what we need to talk about. Uh, the main event had this plan, had this idea. I was going to try. My original plan was to go ahead. I was going to go over to the Twisted Christmas uh, sa- Saturday night. But uh, due to obligations and the fact that the main event had to pay certain bills... I, I, you know, I had one of those situations where I didn't have enough money, and it's like, I know I want to get drunk off my fucking ass and everything else like that, and then I, you know, I, I, I did a couple of things, and I thought, okay, this may work, and then I thought, you know what, fuck it, I want to go ahead and just go to the show anyway, just because, you know, hey, you know, the show's going to happen, you know, going to be there and do a bu- bunch of stuff, so I went ahead, and, you know, right after Antoine made, you know, stop me from doing my podcast... Thank you very much, Antoine. <laughs> I went ahead and I, uh, you know, got dressed, got ready to go. A friend of mine left his truck behind because he was supposed to pick it up, but it get, gave me a text message about a couple of hours ago, uh, well, a couple of hours at that time, and said that he was going to pick it up tomorrow. So I thought, okay, cool, I'm going to go ahead and just take the truck with me so that way I can go ahead and go check out the show and everything else like that. So I stopped by over at HB, did what I could, bought a couple of canned goods and everything, and then as soon as I did, I stopped by over at Richard's, went ahead and you know they were already performing on stage um saw the list of people and i think i have it here i think i can try to get to it while i get okay cool i can this is one of these deals where i'm going on my phone right now and i'm trying to look at some of the things that i put down on my shit and everything okay right here and i'm looking at this list right here this is the list of the harbor city all-stars now, several people I know quite well, and others I've, some I've just meeting for the first time and everything else like that, so let me run down the list here, and uh, if you're paying attention to this list, yes, you're on here. The first one is EJ Alanis, and you know him quite well as Eddie, Eddie from um, the uh, Shadow of a Giants, he's the vocalist on this band and everything else like that. Uh, Scott Bailey on drums, he's on here, and uh, and this is the part that really confused me. And I mentioned this on my on the podcast that I you know you know did early a um, couple of days ago. Now I'm going to mention it right here. Robert Gantu vocalist. Okay, what is wrong with this picture? Okay, Robert Gantu as vocalist, and yet I know him as a drummer. Okay, is he pulling a Renee Hernandez where Renee would come out as a drum set and then he goes ahead and comes out as a vocalist and everything? Well, it turns out that Robert was a, um, I know he, I, I remember him being a vocalist a while back, and I think that's that's why he's displayed on here and everything else like that. So Robert Cantu as vocalist. Let's see, Rafael Davilia, guitarist, is on this list as well. Trey Garcia, vocalist. And the ever-famous Killamora, and also the ever-famous Fistful of Metal, and I believe he's got a new band going called 
I think it's called Rockenstein. I think that's what the new cover band is called. Tony Gomez. Tony Gomez on vocalist and everything else like that. He's on this list as well. And not to mention a legend among legends. We're talking about the former lead singer for Abrasion. We're talking about the former lead singer for Free State 1, 2, and 3. Also the legendary Periwinkle Massacre and of Serpents and Saviors. And he is also a member of the band known as A Knife Party, a tribute to Deftones. We're talking about Homestar runner himself, Hector Juarez. He's a part of this whole list as well. And he's also not only a member of Team Headbanger Incorporated, he's also a member of my best friend's elite force. That's how it goes. Yes, he's that special to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mickey Lee on bass. He's on here. Oscar Mendez, guitarist. Another member of the Elite Force. He's also a member of the Southern Revival. And he was also a former member of the band known as the Machiani Matos. We're talking about... Antoine himself, Mark Anthony Pantoja, who was also the man responsible for me not getting the latest episode of the Main Event Talk podcast out of the way. Thank you very much, Antoine. And and, and also, there, there, there's also a couple of other things I want to mention, which I will mention later on in this episode. <laughs> also, another individual who was a part of the Shadow of a Giant, and he's also Headbanger Incorporated's head of security, and also a man that uh, officially, I guess, He's now labeled for life thanks to the main event. You know him quite well as the A Train, and he's known as Adon Benya. He's on drums right here. <laughs> David Reed is on here, guitar player. Uh, Benjamin Salinas, guitar player. Uh, Jimmy uh, Smithwick, guitar. Uh, well, if I'm saying this correctly, Fiddle Taggle, drums. If I, if I said that wrong, I apologize. Paul Valdez on bass, and Joe Wilmont, vocalist. And that is the list of people that are on the um, Harbor City All-Stars. They all played over at Richard's Billiards that Saturday night, and the main event had just walked right in. I think it was around probably, I'm going to say 8.30, almost around 9 o'clock. That's when they were, they were almost about to finish up and everything, so I got there just in time. I saw them all right right up there on stage, you know, just, uh, you know, performing uh, several on uh, on bass singing, several on guitars singing, several, you know, just uh, you know on the drums and everything else like that. It was an amazing night and everything else like that. Robert Gantu was a walking gift. Yes, if you saw him wearing the Santa hat, hat outfit and wearing the whole suit and everything else like that, he he, he just looked like a walking a walking gift. You, somebody needs to unwrap him, and I think his girlfriend can do that for him if you don't mind. But nonetheless, oh man, it was a it was a pretty amazing night. It was uh, good to see the guys over there. It's good seeing uh, Tony Gomez. Good seeing Homestar up on stage. Good seeing a lot of people that uh, were performing on stage, and uh, it was great. It was great being there. Ran into a couple of friends that I saw over there. Uh, my good friend Lita, aka Roxanne, was there. And uh, let's see what else happened. Uh, saw uh, saw Antoine, of course. You know he was he was there uh, and everything else like that. He had bought a glass. He had bought a glass. Uh, had this. Uh, I, I don't know if it was an apple ginger ale or an apple type beer. It's one of those type of beers that it doesn't even taste like a beer at all. You drink it and it's kind of like what you call it. Uh, I, I forgot what it was. Uh, I think it's supposed to be Apple Orchard or something like that. But anyways, he had he bought this glass. I think it was around like what ten dollars a glass and everything else like that. He buys it, 
and uh, I remember having it in my hands, and I also remember placing it right there. But I don't. I think what I remembered the most, because Antoine called me the next day because he had bought that glass, and apparently the glass was taken away. And I remember the waitress taking the glass, and I didn't. I didn't think about it right away until you know, because you know how you have those memories where you're trying to remember what happened and you don't know, you know. You're, you're, the vision is kind of blurry, and then you remember something. Oh, fuck, wait a minute. That's what the fuck happened. So I think what happened, I think what happened was, um, I think the waitress probably accidentally had t- taken the glass and didn't even, you know, ask or anything. I don't know which, which waitress was exactly, but if I ever find out who it is, then, you know, that's what it is. But uh, it was good to, it was a, it was an awesome night being over there, not just being around Hector and Antoine and uh, being around Tony and being around Adana and everything else. I thought, uh, you know, Richard, he was a part of it as well. Um, I saw uh, Matt Gangora, the Rob Arnold <laughs> of guitar playing. And, I, and I, like I said, every time, every time I see Matt, Matt Gangora, he does play like Rob Arnold. If anybody who knows who Rob Arnold is, he's the guy that plays guitar, who used to play guitar for Chimera a long time ago. And the guitar style that he plays is very, very similar to the way Matt does it. And and I, the only difference is, <coughs> I think Rob Arnold, I don't know if he did the eight string or the six string. I think he played mostly six string. You know, Mac and Gora had did the eight string bit. So, you know, I can kind of see that. I saw also my good friend Frank. Uh, Frank Slabby was over there as well. He was, um, I think he was on stage. I don't, actually, wait a minute. Was there a list of, no, no he wasn't on here, but he was definitely over there at the show and everything else like that. Uh, like I said, I've, I've ran into several people over there, some that have met me, some that have not met me. Oh, 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 and listen, I, I also want to take this opportunity, and I never had a chance to do it, but I figured I'd go ahead and do it right here on my Min Event Talk podcast. I want to go ahead and take this opportunity to thank Richard, thank Theo, thank everybody, because if, and every, and Adan was the one that brought this up to me. Okay, here I was, I remember, I think it was a couple of days ago, right around, I think it was Wednesday or Tuesday, I think. I walked in and I was just there just having a couple of beers and everything else like that. And then Adan goes ahead and mentions something about my face being on the the small Titantron or the small deal that's right there on the bar. And I kept looking and looking and looking and looking. I, you know, I didn't see anything. So I left. But then I remember coming back the next day, you know, just to, you know, I went through something and everything, and I wanted to come by and have me a couple of beers, and all of a sudden, I look up the sign, and it's like, holy fuck, there I am, the main event, the, the, the greatest promoter ever, or whatever they put on there. My name, my face is all over Theo's Billiards, and, it, and the, the crazy thing is, it freaks a lot of people out. It really does because, oh my God, I, I can't recall. I mean, I, I remember going to the bathroom, right? I'm heading straight to the bathroom. I'm just going there, just, you know, taking a piss and everything else like that. I walk in and, and somebody stopped me and said, hey, wait a minute. You wouldn't happen to be that Furman guy, right? It's like, yeah, why? Yeah, I saw I saw your face on the on the fucking wall there. It's like, oh fuck, and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> and, and 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 let me explain for the record. Let me explain for the record, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it does say employee of the month, okay. But let me and let me set the record straight here because I know some people are probably freaking out over this. 
Let me remind everybody. First of all, I do not work for the <laughs> I do not work for Richards Billiards. But you know, and anybody that knows my history quite well knows that when it comes to that place, nobody knows it better than me. I, I've been there since 2003, February 14th of 2003, and that's kind of crazy considering the fact that I've known that date for a long, 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 long time. I was there when it died. I was there when it came up. I was there when the Periwinkle Massacre did its first stage on my birthday. I remember that quite well. I remember several bands that have played on that stage. Everyone from not just the Periwinkle Massacre, but from Edema to Norma Jean to Twelve Stones to Taproot. I mean, several bands have played there. Saliva's played there. And and now we got the stage back. Now we're trying to bring every band possible. Say so. Yes, I'm not an employee there. I am a promoter. Okay, and the main event is promoting Richard's Billiards, no matter what. And that's how it goes. And for that, I say to Richard, I say to everybody, thank you very much for putting me up there. And it was really, really appreciative. And just by the fact, just by the fact that you know Christmas is along and the main event is on there, and that's just and and now when people see that, I mean if they see me right away, it's like oh my fucking god, you know right away, they see the main event and, and you know they, they like it's like they've never seen a guy in a bar like this before. It was good to see. It was good to see another good friend of mine who also used to work for uh, Richard's Billiards, but now he's uh, you know he's doing his own thing and everything, making a lot of money. Uh, our good friend Bruce Almighty was over there, uh, brought along a, a friend of his, you know, shooting some pool and everything else like that, having himself a great time and everything. And it was just an amazing, like I said, an amazing night, running into a few friends, running into some people I haven't seen in a long, long time. There was this one person I saw, and I think some people probably saw him, and probably not. There was this one person, um, this one girl named Amanda, who I've not, who I've not seen in many, many years, but it was good that I saw her. Uh, the last time I saw her, I believe it was around 2014 or 15. I think she worked over at uh, Lazy Boy, which is right there down, uh, down SPID all the way towards uh, Flower Bluff. And I had not seen her since then. And uh, when I saw her, I was like, oh wow! And you know, it's, you know, she's still the same person. You know, when I first met her years ago, and it was cool conversating her and uh, conversating with her and everything. Uh, still same person, still looks hot, and and I've often given her a bunch of compliments and everything, and I and I swear to God, and I've said this to her, <laughs> I've said this to her before, and I'll say it again, I'd give I give anything to climb up on that mountain, okay. <laughs> I, I know I know it's a bit ridiculous for me to compliment a beautiful woman, but you have to understand something. I come out with style. I come out with grace. I come out saying the words just right. Everybody else says that. That's exactly what they say to a fucking woman. Trust me, I would not do that. The first thing I would say is, okay, this is how it's going to do. Okay, I see this woman. She's hot. She looks gorgeous. Ass coming out to here. Tits coming out to there. Okay, here's the thing. We do not talk about those body parts just yet. We just tell her that she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's got amazing curves. Okay, and if she was an order from a fucking McDonald's for crying out loud, I would order her in a heartbeat. That's how it goes. <laughs> I should, I okay, I shouldn't even be mentioning it, but god damn it, you know, come on. You see a beautiful woman, she's hot, she's gorgeous. Others don't know how to talk, I do. But sometimes I have to pick my words and choose my words very, very carefully. Okay, because chances are, chances are you could get slapped. You could get kicked in the nuts, or what's worse, you could end up trying to leave Theo's, and that same woman that you insulted would come at her, will come in her car. Well, not come in her car, but come, 
<laughs> See what I mean by choosing my fucking words? Okay, anyways, she would go in her car. There we go. That's a whole lot better. Go in her car, see you, and run you over 20 million times and then leave. And then the next thing I would say is, Oh, shit. Oh, did somebody get the license plate on that fucking car? Ugh. <laughs> oh man, but uh it was amazing. Uh so I did I did do a couple of favors and I wanted to do this because I could. Um uh Tony Gomez was up on stage and um you know brought along, you know, his band and everything. And what I did was I I had this idea in my head and I wanted to do this and I thought you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go ahead and post this live on Richard's Billiards, and not you know because I like to tag. You know, I've always had this tendency of tagging people on on certain things, but I, in this case, this was per- purely for business business references and the fact to get everybody to you know you see this is happening live. You know, get everybody to show up over here at Richard's Billiards because why not? Because other people can do it. Others have, others haven't, and I'm one of those people that wanted to do it. So I went ahead and posted a video posted several videos uh one where they were uh doing several cover songs uh you know i know tony and them would always do and there was also uh there was two videos in particular uh one that featured hector on there because you know anytime when a deftone song comes along hector's got to be a part of it so i go ahead and record those videos and got that out of the way and it was good and then um i did um shadow of the giants were going to be uh coming up on stage uh they were going to perform they were going to perform on stage, and this is the first time that I've seen them on stage in years. I mean, this is, you know, EJ and Heck and uh, Richard, I'm sorry, uh, Richard, EJ, and Adon. They were going to be on stage for the first time in a long, long time. And um, me being the main event and me being the wrestling analysis and everything else like that, I did what any other person could do, okay? And that is, these guys seem nervous. EJ! He was the first person. He was very nervous about going up on stage because he has not gone up on stage, especially here at the Eos and Richards in a long, long time. So then I thought, you know something? Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and motivate these guys. And I, and I pretty much tell them exactly, you know what? Hey, here's the deal. You know, you're going up on stage tonight. There's nothing to be nervous about. You know, all you got to do is prepare. Be on stage. Because remember, everyone is going to see you guys tonight for the first time in many, many years. You guys are legends as far as I'm concerned. Okay, you guys are going to come on stage and perform and you're gonna blow the fucking roof off this place like never before and this wasn't me talking out of my fucking ass this is me being for real me being who i am i did the same thing with dj did the same thing with Adan. i did the same thing with richard and sure enough the first thing that came to my head obviously was as soon as these guys were on stage i was gonna record them live and that's exactly what they did now here's what they don't know here's what richard and Adan and ej and you know members of shadow of the giants do not know when I tagged all three of them on this video, when I did, I have never seen, and I saw this, I was, you know, I figured we're going to get three songs out of the way and post it live and get everybody to try to come over here. I have never seen so many views pop up from the moment Richard, Adan, and Eddie came on stage. And I got to say, I mean, I gotten several views from from seeing Homestar on stage and then seeing Tony on stage. But when you have these guys on stage, I mean, my God, they just drew, they drew a different type of audience. I saw like, like seven views, 10 views, 15 views, like, holy fuck. And I'm just sticking with this. It's like, okay, we're just going to keep this going and everything else like that. And let these guys perform live. So they had, no, I don't think these guys had any idea that, 
they had a lot of views and a lot of people wanted to see Shadow of a Giants for the first time in a long, long time. And they did good. They did, they did outstanding. I did exactly what I was going to do. And they came out on stage and they performed and they were live. They were, they were all over the place. You know, if this was, if this was Twitter, I guarantee you I'd trend that shit worldwide if the main event had the opportunity to do it. But nonetheless, I mean, congratulations go out to definitely to Tony and Hector and everyone that performed on stage. Congratulations go out to the all-star the harvest city all-stars that you know did what they could and everything else like that of course i donated my canned goods and everything else like that to them and uh, big congratulations go out to them and also congratulations go out to the returning shadow of a giants for them to be on stage and like i said a lot of people checked them out a lot of people were seeing them live and they were all you know just happy to see them and it was great it was great seeing them on stage which now and and, and i guess i have a question i have a question in my mind and in the minds of many, and I've I've pit this question on Hector and everybody else a long time ago. That question for them was: Will we be able? Will we be able to see the Periwinkle Massacre come back on stage one more time? And if they do it again, if they could do it again in Austin, why not go ahead and do it at Richards Village? Why not? I had this question. Now, with that performance, and with them being on stage, and with them doing what they did. Can we see Shadow of the Giants one more time? Can it happen? Richard, can we do it one more time? Adan, the A-Train, can we do it one more time? AJ, can we? EJ, can we do it? You'll have to ask them and you'll have to find out because if they come on stage one more time, it would be a fucking blast. But other than that, Saturday night was pretty awesome. It was great. Digged it. Loved it. It was, you know, an amazing, an amazing night. Loved it. I run into, uh, like I said, I ran into several friends. Uh, like I said, Matt was there. Matt Gangora, Frank was there. Uh, several, you know, Bruce Almighty was there as well. Oh, I and I got to bring this person up. And I have to because Robert and I saw him. And we saw him on And the first thing that came to my head when I saw this person was, Oh, fuck, Drew McIntyre's coming on, coming to th- Richard's Billiards. And there's this guy. And, and I got to mention this. Uh, Aaron uh, and... I apologize for not mentioning the last name the right way. I think Alvarez, is that right? Alvarez? Something like that. Anyways, Aaron showed up. This dude looks like Drew McIntyre. And and Drew McIntyre looks like a goddamn rock star. Looks built and looks ready to kick some ass. When I see that, Aaron comes to mind. He looks built. He looks ready to kick some ass. And, you know, all you got to do is put a Green Bay Packers shirt on his goddamn ass. And then I'll come out with a fucking Dallas Cowboy jersey and... Spear his ass right through the whole damn thing. But anyways. <laughs> oh, my God. We got to bring up football any way possible. Anyways. Saw Aaron over there. Uh, it was good seeing Aaron there as well. Um, man. And, and like I said, every time I look at this dude, I mean, he looks. He's an awesome drummer in his own right. And he look, like I said, he looks like Drew McIntyre. You know, I mean, just the, the way the hair looks and everything else like that. He's got the the chiseled body going. He's probably, you know, probably just a little bit taller. We If, if I would put. If I would put Aaron next to Drew McIntyre, I guarantee you people will say, my fucking God, they're twins. They're, they're simply, the only, the only difference is, you know, you know, Drew McIntyre's from Scotland and, you know, well, Aaron's from Corpus Christi and everything else like that. And there was something that was brought up to the attention and I brought this up. And I thought I figured this would be the way to go. And me being the wrestling promoter, me being the main event, I figured why not have ourselves a fatal four-way elimination drum-off and have it set up on pay-per-view. Here's how it goes. 
Okay, pay attention. I want everyone, especially to the individuals I'm about to mention. Let's put the best drummer on the planet, John Luna, to take on Robert Cantu, to take on Aaron Alvarez, or I don't know, and the A-Train Headbanger Incorporated's head of security, Adan Pena, and put them on stage in a drum-off with Richard Graves as a special guest referee, and whoever wins, whoever has the best drums, wins and declares himself to be the best drummer on the planet. And I guarantee you, here's the thing, and this is how it goes. With all due respect to Aaron, with all due respect to Adana, with all due respect to Robert, you're going to have to live up to the reputation that John Luna, the best drummer on the planet, and not to mention the best meteorologist going today in the history, and the best mailman going in all of Corpus Christi, you're going to have to do what you can to beat the best drummer on the planet. In the meantime, this is the deal. You guys can do what you want you guys are great drummers but you have to beat john luna you have to beat the best drummer on the planet you have to take him down it doesn't matter if it happens at richard's billiards it doesn't matter if it happens at the royal rumble it doesn't matter if it happens at survivor series at SummerSlam, or even at wrestlemania the bottom line is you three are gonna have to step up and do what you can and take on the best drummer on the planet john luna because he is exactly that the best drummer and the best meteorologist and the best male man kicking ass all over Corpus Christi, Texas, and that's the reason why the main event is the motivator among motivators, and you can't get more motivated than that, and we put that on pay-per-view, and Richard will be the best special guest referee for that whole fucking shit. Oh, my God, I'm pumped up for this. I'm gonna need a shot of beer and everything else like that. Boom! That's how you fucking promote, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Oh my god, that was fucking awesome. But nonetheless, but nonetheless, like I said, I would love for that to happen. I would love to have a drum off just to not only attract the audience's attention and to get something going for Richard's Billiards and have everyone just be there just to hear a fucking sound set, you know, just to hear them play drums. John Luna is the best drummer on the planet for a reason. I don't I don't quote him that just because I can. I quote him that because he is just that. He's he's an awesome drummer. He practices 24-7. He does the things, you know, he practices with Hector. He ha- practices with, you know, Mac and Gordon. They all know the kind of work ethic he does. I've seen Aaron. Uh, I've seen Aaron play drums, too. He's pretty good himself. I've seen Robert. He's very close. He's very, very close to to Luna, as far as I'm concerned. And Adon, he's just as good. He can bash the living fuck out of Oh, by the way... By the way, be, before we get on to what we need to talk about, because we got to talk about AEW as soon as possible. Before we get into this, Adon, the A-Train, had posted something on Facebook. And he posted something about um, somebody get the license plate number of the someone that hit him on the drum drum set or something like that. At first we thought... We thought somebody had hit him last night, right? But no, I mean he was, you know, he was drumming his ass off, and he was—he was drumming his ass off, not just on, on um, Shadow of the Giants, but he was drumming with uh, everybody, and you can understand why he was going through a lot of shit. And he—he he wasn't pissed off or upset. Nothing happened to him, and everything else like that. He was just saying that just to get us a lot of attention. And in my view, I was like, God damn it, who the fuck would want to fuck with? Adon Bain? Who who the fuck would want to fuck with the A Train? He's gonna get your ass run over for crying out loud. <laughs> oh man but once again nonetheless guys congratulations to everyone and i, I just want to say thank you very much for everyone that uh, attended the show it was an awesome night saturday night was great 
It was good for the main event to be there. Um, spent time with my good friend Antoine. Spent time with um, Hector Wattis, my best friend. Uh, saw Roxanne. Saw Amanda. Saw uh, Aaron. Saw Don. Saw everyone that was involved there who had a great time at the Twisted Christmas over at Richard's Billiards. And guys, as the old saying goes, this ain't over yet because I know there's going to be a lot of other events that are going to be taking place over Richard's Billiards, not just in the next couple of days because we're getting closer and closer to Christmas and we're also getting closer and closer to the new year. Not to mention the fact that we're getting closer to the end of 2019. So the main event, I'm going to be preparing myself for that as well. So once again, congratulations to everyone. Everyone had a good time. I hope you all had a good time over at Richard's Billiards because, my God, I mean, there, there, there's a reason why I am the best promoter going today and there's there's a reason why my name and my face is all over Richard's Billiards, okay? It wasn't placed there by mistake. It was placed there because of the things that I'm doing. You know, I'm promoting Richard's Billiards. I'm putting it out there for everyone to watch. I promote them on Twitter. I promote them on Facebook. I promote them on, on Instagram. And no, I'm not getting paid for this. This is just me because I love that place. I love promoting them. I love putting them out there as much as I can. And this is how it goes, you know? The only thing I wish I can do one day, and this is, this is something I kept thinking about over and over again one day say if the wwe shows up over at a live event or even aew which we'll get into in a moment if they if they come over here and say if i were to invite these wrestlers and bring them over to richard's billiards can you imagine having chris jericho at richard's billiards could you imagine having cody rhodes over at richard could you imagine having kenny omega over there or having john moxley at the bar I mean, Hector will have a field day if you saw John Moxley on, on, on Richards, for crying out loud. I mean, could you imagine the amount of people that will actually show up over there at Richards Billiards to see their favorite AEW superstar or see their favorite WWE superstar? Never know. Hey, I could pull it off or not. You may never know, but we'll see. But speaking of AEW, guys, um, I wanted to go ahead and get this out of the way because... This is the part where the main event is going to be having a lot of fun with my wrestling podcast. Right now, I'm just having a little coke right now before I get into what I need to talk about. Now, as you guys know, AEW Dynamite had had a show that took place over uh, this past Wednesday over at the American Bank Center. Now, they did their show... And they also went ahead and uh, they did AEW Dark as well, which that will be shown, li uh, well, not live, but actually it, it's going to be shown on YouTube. If you guys want to see AEW Dark Corpus Christi, all you got to do is go over to YouTube and look for AEW Wrestling, look for AEW Dark, and you'll see it. And the, the show will be premiering right around 6 o'clock. Now, normally on Tuesdays, uh, we would not only get AEW Dark, we would also get NWA Power. But due to the holidays and everything else like that, NWA Power was actually scheduled for today, which I didn't get a chance to see, but I'll probably see it when I get the opportunity when I, when I have the chance to look at it. But anyways, AEW Dark, that's going to take place uh, tomorrow night on Christmas Eve. So if you guys want to check it out, check out AEW Dark Corpus Christi on YouTube and check out what you didn't see, what you probably already seen, and everything else like that. Now, you know, this is this has got to be, you know, <laughs> you know, AEW did a good job. First of all, I, I just want to say to the entire city of Corpus Christi that was over there, 
a big thank you to all of you that showed up over there at the show. Now, I know some people are probably thinking, well, why didn't you go to the show? Well, number one, I didn't have any money to go to the show. Number two, if anybody had an extra ticket, I would love to have gone to the show. Number three, I would have had uh, some sort of transportation to go over there. But since I didn't, I ended up staying home and everything else like that. And number four, and this is probably the most important part, the most important element to this whole deal. I'm very glad that I stayed home. (laughs) I'm very glad that I stayed home. And let me explain why. Because I was watching, I didn't see the entire event, but I saw several things that I wasn't supposed to be seeing. And this is the biggest example. I mean, here's the thing. NXT did an amazing job. They had, in the beginning of the matchup, they had Adam Cole versus Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. That was awesome. And then seeing Johnny Gargano out there made it even better, you know, in that, in that particular way. But the point of the matter is, the point of the matter was, it was a good show. And then to end NXT, it ended with Rhea Ripley becoming the NXT Women's Champion by defeating Shayna Baszler, who had been who had been a champion for well over 500 days, longest reigning ever. And big congratulations go out to Rhea Ripley for winning the NXT Championship by defeating the Women's Championship by defeating Shayna Baszler. Now, that was a great ending, and that was a good show in many ways possible. And then watching AEW, I saw the tag match from the beginning with Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page versus, uh, I think it was the Lucha Brothers? Yeah. And I said to myself, okay, you have a tag match going up against an an NXT championship match. You got two big stars in NXT, and you got four, and and let's call it like we see it. I mean, we get the Lucha Brothers, they're good, they're a great tag team. Hangman and Page is a big star, someone in some way. Kenny Omega is somewhat of a big star, but has yet to be the big star, but that's just my opinion. The ending of the matchup, Lucha Brothers win. And then there's this confrontation between Adam Page and and Kenny Omega, which I'm wondering, okay, why? There was some miscommunication, all this other shit and everything else like that. But there there was a couple of things that I noticed in this match. Okay. You know how they show the the name of of say say if a wrestler comes out and you see their name and you see the win loss record and their Twitter account and everything else like that. Now I saw Hangman Adam Page's name come up and this was brought up and this was shown on Twitter like crazy. They showed Hangman Adam Page's name and right there on top where it says I don't know what to say Happy Holidays, but saying Happy Holidays in a a very weird ridiculous type deals like what the fuck was that you know i mean what 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 the hell was that what was was that that i looked at and everything else like that so even though the lucha brothers won i mean i I just saw that and i just like dear god what the hell just happened there and and i'm just like okay fine and then Pac comes on television he comes up on the screen right he goes ahead and he's there you know and he lays out a message for kenny omega wanting a rematch and everything else like that pretty much wanting the rubber match because as we know Pac had defeated 
Kenny Omega months ago, and then several weeks ago, Kenny Omega defeated Pac. Simple as that. And then, all of a sudden, you know, Pac wants his rematch. You know, he wants it to happen, and all of a sudden, he walks into some dressing room, and there's Nakazawa, I think that's his name, and he just goes in, and then that's it. It's like, okay, what happened after that? What happened after that? Seriously. Okay. So, I I saw the whole thing with the women's division, and, and first of all, and, and I know there's some people that have been telling me, I hate seeing all these squash matches. Let me tell you something. I like seeing squash matches, especially when you're trying to put someone like Kong over. Kong defeats a a local woman in Corpus Christi, Texas. I I, I, I know who she is, but I keep forgetting her name because I've seen her... I've seen her wrestle here in Corpus before. I forgot what her name was, but you know, if you know, I apologize, but I'll look into it when I can. But Kong came in and just squashed her just like that, like nothing. And I said that if the women's division is gonna get hot in NXT in NXT in AEW, they need someone like an awesome Kong, a veteran, someone that understands the business, and more importantly, someone that can actually help out the AEW women's division because it needs help for crying out loud. And then there was this other thing that I saw. The whole thing with uh, Chris... What's her name? Chris Stanlander, right? Against Britt Baker, right? That's what took place at AEW Dynamite. And everyone has been making such a big deal about Britt Baker. Everyone's been making such a big deal about Dr. Britt Baker. And it just... You know, don't get me wrong. Britt Baker's amazing. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. Adam Page, Adam Cole's wife, let's get that out of the way, Adam Cole's wife, or girlfriend, or however it goes, and she loses to this woman, Chris Stantlander, who, I'll be honest, she's she's a great talent, she's good at what she does, but she's a fucking alien. She's a fucking alien, and it just... I've seen a lot of worse gimmicks and, and, and just seen her touch your fit like like E.T. You know, I see that and it's just like, oh my fucking God, are you fucking serious? This is absolutely ridiculous. Okay. Now comes this whole thing with Brandy Rhodes coming down the aisle. And and let me also address this one thing. Let me address this one thing that happened. And I know some people have been talking about it. And others want to know my opinion about this. Brandy Rhodes comes down the aisle, right? And Shivani's having a conversation with Chris Stentlander, right? And all of a sudden, Brandy's on the microphone, you know, trying to get the mic going. They have some technical difficulties, apparently. And then Brandy had mentioned, and I'll say this because it's true and it did happen on national television. I don't understand why people have not gotten on her ass about this. When Brandy said the words, especially right here in Corpus Christi, Texas, when she said the words, God damn it. Oh, yeah, she said that. And I'm like, did she just say that? Did she just say those words on national television? Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, you know, weeks ago, people were getting on Jim Cornette's ass about 
that whole thing with that race, supposed racist con and I say supposed because I I know a joke when I see it and I hear it for that matter. When he mentions something about um strapping on a he, this guy was so tough he straps on a bucket of chicken on his back while going down the streets of Ethiopia or something like that. That's what I remember from the joke. But it was a joke. It was just that. I mean, people People made it a racist comment, and what do they do? They go ahead and blow up on Twitter, and they go up and, you know, say what they need to say, and, and then before you know it, my fucking God, they eliminate Jim Cornette. They eliminate him. They put him out, and it's like, <laughs> I, you know, and that was one of those things where it's like, how the fuck, how the fuck do you eliminate a 32, a, a man who's been in this business for a long, long time, and puts out a joke like that, that's a 32-year-old joke, you eliminate him and you make a big deal about this on social media and yet Brandy goes ahead and goes on national television and say the words, God damn it. Are you fucking kidding me? You know, I'm surprised no one has gotten on her case about this shit yet. You know, there were some people that have even asked me, why haven't they gone on her case about that? You know, that was just fucking bullshit, you know? How all this fucking happens, and then Brandy comes out and wants to recruit her, part of the, the Nightmare Collective, Collective Nightmare, however the fuck this shit goes. Brandy, to me, first of all, and I'll say this because this is true, Brandy is beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's very hot. She's Cody Rhodes' wife, okay? <sighs> but with all due respect, this is me talking. This is me saying it. Brandy really needs to stay the fuck away on television. I mean, she the things that people have told me, she's cutting horrible promos. She doesn't know how to talk. She can barely get a sentence out of the way and even if she even if she tries, she tries too damn hard and that's true. She's trying too damn hard. And I'm like saying to myself, why what the fuck is up? I mean, I would rather see her in a position to be an executive and run the business the way it's supposed to be. Not her to be an on on camera individual. I mean, my fucking God. What is she what is she trying to accomplish anyway? She's not really accomplished anything. All she's doing is just being there. I mean, if she was a manager, awesome calling, fine, be the manager. But the difference between her being a manager and managers like Bobby the Brain Heenan, Paul Heyman, Sensational Sherry, and others like that, they know how to talk, they know how to cut, they know how to get people heat, and then that's how it fucking goes. Brandy doesn't know how to do that. I'm sorry, okay? She's cute, she's hot. That's all you have to know about her, okay? Now... The matchup with Chris Jericho versus Jungle Boy. Now, there was a lot of talk about this guy, Jungle Boy. Now, if you know him quite well, Ju Jungle Boy Jack Perry is what he has been called. I, I just like to call him Jungle Boy because that's who he is. We all know Jungle Boy quite well as the son of Luke Perry. Now, from what I understand, her mom and her sister was on at ringside, right? Really? You know, I'm, surpri I'm surprised no one has jumped on them because that is Luke Perry's, you know, wife or whatever. And then, then Luke Perry's daughter and everything else. I'm surprised no one has jumped, you know, to get autographs from them instead of Jungle Boy. But that's just a different story. So this match between Chris Jericho and Jungle Boy goes for 10 minutes, right? It's a 10-minute match. That's how long it's supposed to be. 
to me, Jungle Boy is a uh, he's a hot prospect. He has potential. He has all all the makings of becoming a great star, a big star in this business. And uh, right now, he's not doing so well. But this is this is kind of one of those things where you need to kind of put him in the position where. You know, yes, the fans are getting behind him, and yes, he's the underdog, and and he's you know he's winning the hearts of the fans, and the fans are getting behind him. I even heard that crowd over in Corpus Christi getting right behind Jungle Boy, and Chris Jericho is being the veteran, being the heel, being the evil guy that he is, being the evil champion, knocking down on Jungle Boy and everything else like that. And this whole thing was all about Jungle Boy outlasting Chris Jericho ten minutes. And did exactly just had did exactly just that when he had him in the walls of Jericho, and had it on there for about almost a minute and thirty minute uh, thirty seconds. I mean, I was like thinking, oh my god, this dude's gonna fucking tap at the end. This dude's gonna tap at the end. And sure enough, when the clock ran out, that was it. That was it. Jungle Boy was on top. Jungle Boy, as far as I'm concerned, he won, and Chris Jericho was laying out the whole. I want five minutes with him. I want another five minutes and everything, and. You know, it was just fucking crazy. And then seeing Jericho get upset and then he goes up to Shivani and, you know, gets an argument and everything else. There was this one segment. There was one segment that I saw that uh, I I didn't see the segment exactly, but I saw it being shown on YouTube. And it all has a lot to do with Sammy Guevara, right? He he, he appears... uh, Camera on camera, I think that's from what I understand. I saw it, and what, what, what? And and here, here's my thing. And look, I like Sammy, I do. I think Sammy Guevara is a great, great talent, great heel type of a talent. But I guess this is his gimmick. I guess he's a mime because he's coming out with these ridiculous cue cards. Remember Lodi? Remember Lodi years ago when he used that back in the days of WCW or the Flock? When he always had those big signs and everything else like that. And he really didn't have much to say. I think we just found our modern day version of Lodi from Sammy Guevara. Coming out with these ridiculous signs and saying all this stuff. And 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 then there was this one part. Uh, and I saw this on YouTube. And trust me when I tell you. I mean, I can understand why he did it. But at the same time, here's the thing. Sammy may be from Houston, but... You tell Corpus, we suck, and we're going to beat your ass. And I don't give a rat's ass if you're from Houston or not. You tell us we suck, we're going to come at you, and we're going to beat your ass. We're going to drown you out like you wouldn't believe. But nonetheless, Sammy Guevara, he's getting heat. He's getting heat. That's what he's supposed to do. I'm not sure what kind of heat exactly he's trying to get, but that's how it goes. (laughs) But... Let me get to the end. Let me get to the end of this because now this is where the controversy begins and this is where everyone starts talking and this is where everything gets absolutely ridiculous. I'm trying to get this out of the way. So, the main event was watching the end of the match, right? The end of the match that involved, I believe it was, if I remember this correctly, it was the Young Bucks taking on the team of SCU. I think it was Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian. The matchup was pretty good overall. Head to toe, it was awesome. Um, the ending was where everything went down. Now, while at, the, at the ending of the match, while people were going ahead and watching over and checking out Rhea Ripley becoming champion in NXT, 
all of a sudden, at the end of this episode of AEW Dynamite, they show, I think, SCU won, and they defeated, um, who did they beat in this one? Uh, SCU defeated the Young Bucks, and then all of a sudden, right around the ring, all of a sudden, here comes the Creepers. Here comes the Creepers coming all around the ring, right? And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on? And then all of a sudden, over on the stage right there, I see the big fat guy. Let's just, let's just call him the big dork, because that's exactly what he's being called from here on out. And his partner, uh, we'll call him the other dork, you know, just to get him out of the way. And they're walking, and, you know, this is the team I heard years ago about. In Ring of Honor, they used to be known as the Super Smash Brothers. Now, when I hear about the Super Smash Brothers, you know what the first thing that comes to my mind is? When I hear the words Super Smash Brothers, I think, there's two things I think of. I think of Super Mario Brothers, and I think of, I don't, I'm surprised nobody has said this yet. God damn it, what's that movie called? Uh, the Mighty Ducks. You remember those two guys that called themselves the the Smash Brothers or the Super Smash Brothers? That's who they were. These guys coming out here calling themselves the Smash Brothers, their supposed Ring of Honor's greatest tag team. Please, I mean, yeah, tell that to the Briscoes to see what the fuck happens. And then all of a sudden they appear in AEW Dynamite and they're called the Dark Order, right? The Dark Order. Yes, the, the Dark Order. Give me a fucking... They should be called the Dork Order. I mean, this is just... This was the thing that I, I looked at. I mean, yeah, okay. So the Dark Order attacks SCU, attacks the Young Bucks. Here comes Kenny Omega. Here comes Dusty Ro- Dustin Rhodes. Here comes, you know, Cody Rhodes. And they're all trying to offense the fight and everything. Here comes Frankie Kazarian or Christopher Daniels or something like that. And they're all overwhelmed all overwhelmed as we speak and then this is where it gets really fucked up and this had to happen in my city of corpus christi texas so while all this is happening while the creepers are beating the shit out of beating the shit out of everybody i saw this one part where there's this one creeper Attacking Cody Rhodes or attacking Dustin Rhodes, and he misses. He misses the shit out of Dustin Rhodes. Are you fucking kidding me? On national television, you know, and I said this on my podcast, and I said this, and this is the fucking truth. I've come to realize here in professional wrestling, in this era of wrestling, People want wrestling to be fake. There it is. There it the fuck is. And I'm looking at that, and that is just an embarrassment. Not just to AEW, not just to the wrestling community, but to Corpus Christi themselves. I heard that crowd. It's not like they were getting into it. They were fucking embarrassed. What the fuck was this shit? Everyone is talking about AEW being the best wrestling, better than WWE, but yet they're looking exactly what WWE has done before. And this is ten times worse. Oh my fucking God, are you kidding me? I mean, I was just looking at, and oh. 
Oh, it doesn't end there, ladies and gentlemen. No, it doesn't end there. I haven't seen this. Well, I've seen this. Several of my friends have showed it to me. And I'm just like, oh, dear God. Let me get this straight. The owner of AEW, Tony Khan, shows up and delivers a stunner on Sean Spears. On Stone Cold Steve Austin's birthday. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my, you know, it's one thing, it's one thing when it's Vince McMahon, at least he knows the business, and I, I can see that coming, that is perfect, that's okay, it's, it's Shane McMahon, that by the way, if Tony Khan were to ever go face to face with Shane McMahon, I guarantee you Shane McMahon would beat the living shit out of Tony Khan, enough said, I don't care how much money he's got, if you can beat Shane McMahon's ass, I'll believe you, but in the meantime, Shane McMahon will beat your ass hands down, my fucking god, I just... I don't know what to say about that. And I'm and I'm just like embarrassed out of my fucking mind and I'm like I'm so glad I wasn't over there. I was really glad not to be over there because this is the thing that I've been talking about for a while. There's nothing wrong with All Elite Wrestling. Okay? It's a great company and it's got some good potential. Hell, this is so embarrassing that Apparently, Matt and Nick of the Young Bucks have quit Twitter. Have quit. And then the father goes ahead and mentions that he doesn't want to be, you know, they don't want to be a part of the toxicity of Twitter and everything else like that. You know, when I heard that comment, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? These These two are probably some of the biggest reasons why it's toxic in the first place. You know? I got nothing against Matt or or Nick, but they have no idea that those two are the main reasons why this company is not going as high as it's supposed to go, you know? And the thing is, I mean, the the big question now that remains, we're getting closer and closer. I mean, we're not going to see another AEW match, uh, AEW Diamond until 2020, which brings up the question, what's going to happen? What are we going to see in professional wrestling in 2020? I mean, I mean, NXT's doing fine. NXT's doing great. NXT is where it needs to be at right now. But this... Dear fucking God. I mean... You know, we're getting, we're getting closer to the very, very end of this episode of the Maven Talk. I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, leave this while I can before it goes any worse. <coughs> any worse than it already is. But guys, I just want to say to Richard's Billiards once again, thank you very much for putting my uh, my face all over on uh, Richard's Billiards and everything else like that. Thank you for everyone that's listening to this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. And I know there's some people that are probably asking themselves, is there going to be one more episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast in 2019? Uh, I think I will do one more. And then after that, I'm going to take some time away from my podcast for a bit and then come back, you know, better than ever and everything else like that. So, guys, that's going to do it right here on this episode of the Main Vet Talk Podcast. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And as always, follow the main event on Twitter. Follow the main event on Instagram and also follow me on my Facebook page at Facebook.com slash at Real Main Event, uh, main event Talk. Um Get an opportunity if you can. If you want to check out AEW's Dark Corpus Christi, 
Check it out on YouTube tomorrow. It'll gonna it's gonna premiere right around six o'clock on YouTube when you guys have a chance. And of course, if you want to see NWA Power, get a chance to check that out. Uh, the Christmas edition that's going to be taking it's taking place already. And also check out some MLW. You got to check that out as well. They're supposed to be pre- they premiered something on Saturday. I haven't had a chance to look at it, but I'll probably have a chance to look at it when I have the opportunity. So, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time on another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Thank you very much. Take it easy. I'll see you next time. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. And from my family to everyone else, I just want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas.